Welcome to the Effects Loop. I'm Diaz. I'm Chris. I'm Scott. And we're keeping you in the loop of the guitar community. This episode is brought to you by Stringjoy, makers of string and joy. Sound better, play better. Go to stringjoy.com, pick up a set of strings. I'm actually Everybody looking at moving. That. One of us always has to say that. Um, yeah. I'm looking at moving my uh, one of my SGs, my Pelham Blue one, into open C tuning. Ooh. And kind of doing some. Uh, my friend got me on some. Uh, is it Joey Landreth? Yep. Kind of. And RL Poston does. Uh... I think open C as well. Yeah. Like I think no Ariel Poston doesn't need to open B. Could be. Pretty sure it's pretty it's lower, it's open B. Yeah, but like I'm I'm gonna mess around with some slide stuff, try to get some of that like six slide moves. Yeah, my so only I'm gonna have to Do you ever uh, expect to like move your guitar back to regular standard tuning? I don't know. Okay, because the, the the easy thing is go buy like one of those pre cut tusk nuts. Yeah. So that you can, um, um, like, uh, you can just knock the old nut off. The only and, problem is, I most keep it. I have to look. Most Gibsons are painted on the nut. Yeah, I mean that's not. You just score it with a razor. So you break yeah. the thing, and then you just give it a little quick little tap, and it'll pop right just, off. And the new one will. You just put a dab of glue little tap 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 a little tap 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 a no just a little tappy all right um oh wait where, where are we doing oh yeah so go to stringjoy.com because i'm gonna have to go there and buy some thick gauge strings um, uh, an so, interesting thing about stringjoy to oh, add as oh, well i don't know if we i don't think it's in our news because they haven't really like press released it yet um, the broadway no the broadway's been out for a while um, oh that's right they're starting to do the string lab series that you're starting to see float around and people talk about so they're starting to do a few limited releases if you're on their newsletter you'll get notified about it so there's rumors of actually coded strings that are good coming and they're doing trial runs of some new formulas and stuff like that so if you want to be part of their you know the cutting edge of uh new string development you can get there join their uh, newsletter oh yeah um, good call and you can find their newsletter at stringjoy.com mm-hmm. all right so let's talk about what's new uh scott what's new with you uh no new gear this week same for me it's weird um i i wound up t- selling my time shadows oh scalping yeah i'm just kidding i'm just kidding how dare i buy a bundle and keep one of the pedals that i like and sell the one that just doesn't really work for me how dare i it was all about that free shipping yeah it's where they got you it's it, it is it's where they got me um yeah so i mean i have not sold my fuzz factory or whatever it's called bliss factory i haven't sold my fuzz factory either someone buy my fuzz factory i need to <laughs> i need to do that um yeah that's my world well yeah, I didn't get anything new either. So I guess we'll move on to Chris, who has apparently 78,000 things. It has to be somebody this week. Uh, so yeah. I actually picked up two different strats in the last couple of weeks. I got a 91 strat um, 
classic, you know, black strat, white pick guard, uh, very, Ooh. very uh, relict because it's lived down in the Dominican Republic. And I'm guessing because of the humidity, it has some very interesting checking on there. Oh, that's so, crazy. Yeah. Like, Dominican Republic's experienced some hurricanes lately. Yeah. Uh, it does, definitely does not look like it's been flooded. So, okay. yeah. How what, did, what where, is, where was it made? Uh, it's still a MIM, but it okay. ended up in the Dominican Republic. Dominican. I'm, I'm okay. assuming it's been there ever since it was made. So, I'm um, surprised it, it was an affordable guitar coming back from the Dominican Republic just with like the import-export laws there. Uh, he it, he like, just... Yeah, he was really, he worked with me on it. He told me he could ship it for just 50 bucks flat. I guess he just ate whatever was left. Um, he had originally had it packaged in a bundle with like a 96 purple strat for $900. And he separated the bundle, took out the, what were they? Sure. Uh, pickups out of it so that way i can just put whatever pickups i want to in because since it was updated i was able to get 200 off so i think i paid 420 450 ish to get it here like in total so i'd say it's really not that bad at all for a mexican strat yeah mm, um it's on the high end yeah but uh, it was exactly what i've been looking for i've been looking for does it make you strat. happy it makes me very happy. I'm there you go. Actually, take it in, get the pickups put in, and shoot. Why didn't we talk about? It. Why didn't we talk about my ninety one? I have a ninety one. I have that Squire made in America ninety one. Oh, it is a ninety one. Yeah. Oh, was that the one you were wanting to sell? At one point. Oh. Uh, well. Wait, is that thing? Is ninety one a birthday <laughs> for you? Yeah, it is. That's uh... why it was like big for me. I had a Arctic blue, or I don't think it was the other blue fender has but um i had one that was a 91 that had to sell that two years ago and i've regretted it ever since so finding a black strat because of my love for you too that uh made me extra happy all um, right see yeah. i associate black strats with clapton I, yeah when i think like my black and white strat i think i think clapton which I'm not denying that the Edge had one. I mean, it's also like Black Strat. You also sew it with a uh, Pink Floyd. So, mm -hmm. yeah, but doesn't he have a Black Strat with a Black Guard? He has no guard. Oh, is it? Is it no guard? No. Here, let's look up David Gilmore's Black Guitar, which it isn't even his. If anymore. that's the case, that's the perfect segue into my Squire Two Strat that I picked up. <laughs> Hold on. That also has no guard. Yeah, it's a black guard. I think. Yeah. Yeah, there's a black guard on there. Sorry. Don't worry, I'm just okay. I'm just going through Google shopping right now of nineteen eighty seven <laughs> guitar. Oh no goodness. All Nothing, right. Nothing's Chris. catching my attention yet, so I see nineteen eighty eight guitar. Ooh, here's a Les Paul standard that Epiphone Stratocaster Floyd on Epiphone Stratocaster. No, here's a Squire Stratocaster Olympic White for one, two, three, four dot five zero. That seems like a made up price. It's to twelve. 
It's twelve forty eight eighty eight plus one thirty nine fifty four shipping. Oh, it's in London. It's an MIJ. Uh, that's not. That's really high. Yeah. Oh, I could get an E series Strat when they were made in Japan. Okay, squires. we're getting way off topic. We're all shopping for <laughs> guitars we're not going to buy. Why? Right, what's next? Uh, micro tuners. What's next on my list? Yes. Uh, got a, another Squire two. Um, I don't know if everybody remembers, but I had a pearl white. Uh, I don't know. It's uh, is it called the contemporary from those that it's uh, the HSS and no pick guard, so it's all like mounted to the body, rear routed. I think all so. That. Hmm. Yeah, so um, picked up one of those in black um, for dirt cheap. So that was a pretty good uh, grab. Um, got an HX Stomp in the Stormtrooper white. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which isn't that exclusive to American Musical, or is it just yeah, actual I, limited I, edition? I think general? the white. I can't remember where the white one is. And then there's e- the each red. color is exclusive to a store. So okay, the, there's red, white, blue. Was there a gold one? Probably. I think there's a silver one, right? The white one's my favorite. Yeah, yeah. It, it was pretty slick looking, so I was like, yeah, let me spend the extra little bit and get that. Um, I just opened it oh, today. Oh, the gold was so... the Helix. Ew. They did gold, like the big Helix, all in gold. Okay, so the white one is on Sweetwater, Zazounds, Guitar Center... That's okay, all. So that's just limited edition. Yeah, not necessarily exclusive. Cool. Um, what Don't buy limited get? edition pedals anymore. Aren't you buy? Aren't you boycotting? I mean, think about the average consumer, Chris, and all the flipping that's going to happen with all this. Nah. Limited it's edition. Fine. Blah blah blah. <laughs> it's fine. Um, what else? I got, I got a thirty-seven FX uh, fuzz. Um, I think we talked about him. What was that three weeks ago now? Um, we had the Copper Sound guys on. Yeah, yeah. Is, yours, um, is yours any different circuit-wise, or is it just artwork? No, it's just it's just artwork. So he did a uh, relic to Boba Fett uh, esque style. So it's got the like matte green with some matte black and matte red. Uh, stuff poking through and uh red knob and like a gold uh washer on the foot switch so mm-hmm. it gets all of the uh, color scheme in there and uh plugged it in for a little bit today sounds pretty good so i just gotta spend some more time with it in the helix because um, apparently there's a lot of released so oh the 3.0 yeah i'm looking forward to that oh before you go and say it didn't work make sure you follow the rule of updating xx x hx edit first people yes. forget that i'm in a bunch of, of helix groups and people are like fighting over it and it's hilarious but um okay can i get, just get something off my chest real quick here um sure okay episode one of season two of the mandalorian had boba fett's armor in it yes okay and they accused it of being beskar or they alleged that that was beskar armor right they hinted at it yes Hasn't hasn't it been be... retconned that man that the Fets are not Mandalorians and that was Durasteel, not not Beskar? That's uh, what word on the street is. I'm not that deep into the Mandalorian with all this. Okay, just just need to address that, and you know, just I haven't watched any of the new stuff. So, oh, actually, so far the season's been good. 
Eh, season the episode two was a little meh for me. I'm well, halfway yeah. through episode four, and then I got distracted by guitar stuff. Oh, episode four was good. Yeah, it's seeming really good. I might have to start it back over. <laughs> yeah, we remember when we were talking about doing a companion podcast. That and we're like, no, we we sunk two years into this moderately existing guitar podcast, and we don't want to do something that might actually be successful. So, yeah. I thought we were going to do West Wing and Wings. We remember when we did a West Wing episode and we didn't release it. Well, yeah, because it was kind of lame. It's also Patreon only. Join our Patreon. Did we release that to the Patreon? Yeah, we did. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. It just never published for everybody. Okay, that's why it's still listed as a draft. Maybe one day we'll just leak it for no reason. I think we need to just start. We we'd actually have to like properly start the series off yep episode one where josh runs his mouth and the president runs into a tree is that the same one where or, sam accidentally has a relationship with a with girl. The, yep yep that, that's the beginning of tell your friend potus he's got a weird name i would but he's not my friend he's my boss well that's a weird name it means president of the united states sorry I've seen the series way too much. All right. Um, don't you have one last thing, Chris? Hello? He's muted. Oh, dang it. We'll go back to Chris that. Chris is dealing let's with just... something. All right. Okay. Let's move on. Let's talk about this first thing on the list of gear news. Um, so Origin Effects announces the Magma 57, a 50s magnetone in a box. This, I don't did anyone want this it's a it's a weird amp for me to personally like this is not an in-demand amp the yeah, same like, way like you know like the, the only person i know that is. plays magnetone the only person i know that plays a magnetone is uh billy f gibbons but he plays like new magnetones yeah um it's really weird okay I don't know. I mean, it has a unique vibrato circuit. It's, you know, it, it's origin effects, so be prepared to pay. Um, $460. Yeah. You had, didn't you have the revival drive? Yeah. It was fantastic. It was absolutely phenomenal. Does it have a cab sim? I don't believe so. Okay. So you still need to do a cab sim kind of a thing. Yes. If you want to run direct with it. Mm hmm. I used it with my Kemper and used it as like just drive amp in a box sound. That is a lot of stuff. What on the revival drive? Well, a revival drive into a Kemper is a lot of features, man. Oh yeah, it was fantastic. It sounded amazing. Yeah. Um What else is there? It, so it offers tap tempo on the vibrato. That's pretty cool. That is pretty interesting. What do you hold one of the switches? Or, oh, you have to connect it's it? An, it's an external uh, tap tempo. Okay. I don't know. When I use like an amp like vibrato or something like that, I usually don't like change the speed that much. And that knob is big enough. You could easily turn it with your foot. Yeah, but I mean, the nice thing with a tap tempo is it's actually in sync with whatever you're doing. I like in sync. Yeah. All right. Um, so I mean, so, it, 
that's cool i don't i just i don't like who asked for that i don't know who asked for it and i mean again it goes into the whole revival drive or the whole origin effects thing where it's like man this is really like the best one on the market but goodness i I don't want to pay that yeah they've got i mean that's the whole thing origin effects is in a weird spot because they're like it's like man that's expensive but they're the best like it really is top of the line when you think top of the line compressor cali 76 yeah i mean and that's a 600 hundred dollar <laughs> compressor yep or you get the compact deluxe is 300 something 350 or something like oh, that Oh goodness i can't believe i spent that much on a pedal but hang on i just leave it on all the time um so clearly i like it yeah i don't know all right well let's talk about the, the next thing which is victory amps launches the copper preamp pedal which is a huge ass pedal <laughs> yeah i mean so I mean, this is another continuation of another series you know because victory amps has been doing their preamp pedal series um they've all been huge yeah huge 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 it's been the biggest preamp pedal on the market it's gonna be huge listen there's gonna be a lot of other preamp pedals coming out saying they're the best but they're not i'm the best i called it first believe me believe huge. me believe me uh may you know it's been four years you think i'd get an impression down but i just never really did no but i always i always like it's all about the the rhythm that's like with obama mm-hmm. you do like it's all about the tone. yeah he, he he has a very distinct rhythm and how he delivers there's a there's a butt up and then like a pause yeah and then we're gonna go out and we're gonna win and that's the way it's gonna be i don't know that was kind of trump and obama together. all right let's move on let's talk about this huge pedal <laughs> so yes, the one thing i like about i mean i totally would if i was looking wait i'll be old enough those interviews are gonna be tough have you ever done drugs before yes which ones which ones haven't i done okay yes <laughs> would you like some drugs now sure what do you got <laughs> like, <laughs> i mean if your hand is a libertarian candidate that would probably work i mean i'll run it was whatever candidate i don't care <laughs> someone's willing to like pay to make me run for office that's cool with me <laughs> all right going back to uh the v4 copper yeah. um I mean, so it's it, it's a new flavor of this continued line. Um, it is too powered internally. So. Yeah, look at the look at the power you have to run this. It's a twelve volt DC with a minimum of eight hundred MA to power yeah. all four tubes. Yeah, so an adapter it, is supplied. Yeah, so it's pulling. Eh, I mean, it's still less than like what a power amp is pulling. But there's um, not even a cab. There's not a cab sim in this. Yeah, is no, there? it's just it's so it's pulling like I don't know what's. 12 but times the... 8 is yeah so it's pulling about 10 11 watts from the wall um oh, wow. so i mean it's it's a good amount of power coming in there well for 519 dollars, i feel like you could find a smaller pedal but with a four 12 ax7 uh and... loadout i mean this is this is didn't literally didn't the like ehx and but didn't ehx like actually uh do 
two pedals and like everyone made fun of them well so there's yeah. like the two pedals where it's just there and you're not really yeah. overdriving the tube and it's not really working okay. this is like a legitimate preamp okay pushing so the what is tubes and that's why it's drawing so much power and it doesn't have to have a speaker load because the power amps what needs a speaker load right it's the power amp transformer that needs okay. the speaker, speaker load. load okay um and there is, I mean, there's there's ways to fix that. Just a lot of people don't. If that makes sense. Okay. Um. Um. I don't know. Because there are amps I that don't, don't need know. a speaker load, which we'll talk about later. Okay. Oh. Oh yeah, we are. Sorry. Uh, all right. Well, let's make our way down there and stop at this next wonderful pedal. It's a. Uh, Friedman put a small box amp into a pedal. What? Why is everyone putting amps into pedals? Why not? I mean, this is this is the thing. It's like amp companies just slowly distill their line into pedal formats where it's a similar preamp, but also because there aren't like that's that's the way to have an original overdrive circuit in yeah. today's market because well, everyone else, like you're not going to call a Friedman amp in a box a tube screamer clone. You know, no. you're going to call it a Marshall clone. Oh. So, sorry. Nine to eighteen volts, side mount jacks, true bypass sweat, switching. Two hundred dollars. Two hundred bucks. Bass treble okay. presence, volume mid gain. Oh, that switch on the side makes me nervous. Yeah, what is that too? Uh, high um, gain versus low gain. All right. Yeah, that's gonna break. Uh no. Yeah. I mean, on its own, if that was like in a bag of pedals, yeah. But if you've got something in that jack, yeah, you've got something kind of protecting it. Somebody somewhere is going to try to mm -hmm. put a pancake plug on that, use their foot to switch it back and forth during a gig. I see. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yep. I mean, like, I have switches in that location on, like, my KTR and stuff, but it's like a recessed switch. You know, it's yeah. like a plastic nub slider like that's that's generally how you do it and keep it safe yeah not not friedman they live on the edge so all right cool exciting i'm pretty sure we've talked about this next thing before i think we, we did i think i think it got announced in like a big fender release at like nam or something like that but yeah. looks like it's finally kind of coming out and now available it's also cheaper than i remember it yeah um this is weird i don't know it's is that plastic or metal on the top uh, i think it's was, rubber I, think, I mean i'm sorry not the top the actual like foot pedal like not the base uh, but the what what's on the what's it called a treadle have we said what it is yet it's a wah it's the tread light wah and there's also a volume and pedal. expression and expression pedals so there's a volume and expression and a tread light wall yeah um so there are aluminum yeah. enclosures okay hmm. yeah it's the i got lights on the bottom okay sorry i'm like just slightly confused on some of this i mean i would imagine it sounds good because i've got that marine layer reverb and that sounds absolutely fantastic and i think the stuff that we played at summer nam the last time we went 
sounded great yeah the actually. fender pedals are pretty solid i was actually super super tempted to get whatever the fender dual delay is versus the dig yeah uh, when i was in the market for that i mean well, coming in at about a hundred bucks um these are pretty close in terms of price to like what's out in the market already too so they're not overpricing no i mean mm -hmm. it's pretty legit where it's at yeah well 100 bucks each right are they both 100 uh-huh yeah no sounds great go fender you should yeah check this out i mean the only thing that is weird is the one where it's the brown top and the other one reverses it i mean i i like the look at least from that angle i don't know what it looks like on a top down because the link defenders website doesn't work music radar um nope. anyway well well shoot well, i'll right. shoot um this next thing is the one thing that like we were talking about before the episode quite a bit oh yeah why don't you tell us about it, Scott? So Mesa Boogie is refreshing the Rectifier series for the first time in a while with the Badlander 150 tube amp heads. So it looks like they're condensing the size a little bit from what the giant rectifiers that we think of in like, you know, 2000s era with the single dual and triple uh, rectifier. Um, and then the other kind of big new change here is adding in the cab clone irs to allow direct recording and um some power scaling stuff which has been there but just this is a different way of doing it what do you, what are you feeling here chris um this is actually very tempting to me like i'm clearly because like i think you made the comment of like we grew up listening to a lot of music that was recorded or played live on something similar because uh, I definitely have some pop punk and alternative history and yeah, like listening to the video, this would actually sound pretty good. So I'm kind of excited about this. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, the price isn't crazy for two amp heads in 2020. Mm -hmm. um, and adding in, like I mean, this is kind out? of a reaction to, I really associate Rev with this technology more than anybody else is just saying, we're going to put a cab loader right in the head so you can just throw your head on your desk and record with it and then you can take it to a show. Yeah, Rev and then PV did a couple similar to that oh, really? that were still tube and like had a USB interface, some like something built in. I don't know if it could run without a load or not, but it's definitely kind of the same concept. Yeah, I mean, I think there's just a constant desire to to do that now is just, all right, I want to record at home. I want I want it to sound good. And for a lot of guys, IRs are the way to do it. Yeah. Because um, it's so easy to make an IR, and it's also so easy to buy IRs that just sound fantastic to the point that, I mean, here's the fun part. And if you get If you get a good IR for, I don't know, 10, 50 bucks, whatever you want to do, Right, that just sounds perfect. You can consistently load up and it sounds perfect mic'd. And now you didn't spend $1,500 getting a um, a full setup with like a Royer 121 and a 57, which is the sound everyone wants to have on a 4 by 12 Well, and a lot of the IRs come in packs. Yeah. So you get a lot of variety. 
Yeah. So I, I I think these will be more successful than you think. I mean, because mm-hmm. I don't know. My head constantly goes now into the world that now that I've, I've, I'm drinking the, the Kemper Kool-Aid where I'm like, well, shoot, for oh. two grand, I can just get a Kemper. Why do I need to spend two grand on an yeah. amp head? But particularly with something as flexible as like a, a rectifier circuit. Yeah. I can see this being somebody where it's like, wow, this does everything I want and I can record at home now too without needing to get a t- torpedo without needing to get a you know a crazy setup load bank all that kind of stuff so okay so i was reading their website and i think i answered the question we had it does have a silent mode so you can like direct out use your headphones i i thought that would be the thing with the cab clone yeah. would help would, would handle that um so that's good that that is there so you know Actually, you know, there's a, there's a number of YouTubers, particularly in the more heavy rock kind of side of the world, where they'll just have a tower of amp heads now. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's like, it used to be combo amps everywhere. And so I think amp heads are starting to come back. Yeah, that's the route I've been really tempted to do because um, we uh, were looking into moving in a couple of places, like had a basement, and I'm like, ooh. Let me kind of do what, uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, Polly, the guy from Germany. Oh, HP. On YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, like, build me a nice little uh, shelf, get, grab random amp heads, and get some kind of like cab switcher and put a cab in a closet and call it a day. Or just hear oh. me out here. You just get a camper. I could. But the helix that I got is so nice. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think we'll. Lo- yeah, actually, Chris. Now that I think about it, you've been in the line six world in a few different generations. Yeah. So, like, yeah, that, that's totally you. Because didn't yeah. you have like the old HD something or the? Uh, no, I don't think I had. Oh you, yeah, yeah. You had a yeah. rack so, pod, right? Yep. So I've had a. Was that a pod? HD 500. I don't think it was the 500X, which was like the very latest predecessor to the Helix. Um, And then I had every single one of the M series. um, And I don't think I had any of the uh, 4 series at all. So I just kind of. No, I skipped that whole generation. Everyone's. I always have a DL4. I I, yeah. I love the DL4. I don't have one right now, but if if one came up cheap near me, or I was able to trade for it, I'd get one in a heartbeat. Dude, the go look for I, look for ones with broken foot switches because the foot switch mod is so easy to do. Well, I really want to get an MM4 because there's same so many the, um, modulation one, right? Yeah, and there's so many like famous songs that use that. I mean. Uh, Chris Shefflett from Foo Fighters uses it a lot. That's like even uh, the delay sounds on Wasting Light uh, was all DL4 from Chris's stuff. And uh, yeah, the MM4, I mean, you can get some crazy awesome. Like, I know the rotary on that is supposed to be phenomenal. Hmm. But anywho. Anywho, uh, let's move on to the next 
thing, which is the next tone special from Boss, which is another. I don't know. Boss is coming out with like the same thing over and over again. Yeah, this feels like a rehouse. I mean, I we we were looking at this in the pre-app, and I was like, well, so what's new about this specifically, other than um, it's got a new speaker? Yeah. Voicing, well, 2019, is... they unveiled the new Nextone amps. Um, this one has the f- the uh, controls on the front instead of the top. So yeah. that's different. Um, new speaker. But yeah, I don't see. I can't see the controls on the top of these old ones. But yeah, I mean. Do the old ones have MIDI in? I don't know. I'm it pulling those loops. up now. I'm sure it's better because boss doesn't I mean boss usually tries to put out better stuff but how much is this running because the problem is is when I think next town I think like three hundred dollars it's nine hundred dollars sure so fuck that so but when you're thinking katana if you're thinking three hundred dollars no not thinking I'm thinking I'm thinking use next tones or but the flex actually... tones that's what it was never mind that's so what I've got. this does bring up a fun kind of conundrum here of like boss tried to release like the waza amp series and yeah. i don't i can't even remember someone demoing one let alone having one and like when they came up with the katana we all like went nuts for it mm-hmm. for like that katana um, 50 like you, i had one i still have one diaz you have one or had one i had one i don't have one anymore you, yours like busted right yep um and yeah it, it it was so good for so cheap that it i don't know in my head i just can't get myself into the nine hundred thousand dollar price bracket with the, the katana stuff because i'm like well the 50 just basically does the job of what i'm looking for or the katana 100 has so many added features that pretty much it's just hard to get up to that 900 dollar price point like they're competing with themselves and they already they undercut themselves that's, by so much that's, you know that's the thing they're competing with themselves at this point they're like no we've got that but that we've got this too and it's like mm-hmm. yeah and if they never one... did the the katana series we'd be comparing these with probably like the spider the, the modern spiders and firehawks from line six right yeah yeah but because the katana was so cheap and so successful yeah like i mean it literally i mean i remember when they first came out that's all anyone was taught every person well i need an amp but i also need to keep stage volume down katana 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 like everything was the katana you could be like i need someone to watch my kids tonight boss katana (laughs) i mean but and yeah that's the whole thing they're competing with themselves and like I said, okay, so prime example, my brain went to the flex tone amps, which if anyone's familiar with them, you don't think like high quality. And I think cheap prices because you can find them used for like 300 bucks. And this has that look, which I'm guessing that's is a continuation of the flex tone line since it's the next tone. It's the next of the flex tone, maybe. Well, but flex tone just... is line six, but yeah. Oh, well, that's sh- well, shit. See, that's a problem too. I, I mean, the other fun part is like, what's the difference between a spider and a flex tone? But yeah, nothing. 
they both have insane modes on them or like super metal they're a lot of fun do they have an insane mode no every line six has an insane mode i think they just call it something different yeah yeah like mentally unstable mode all right um but yeah it's cool i bet it's awesome like i i legit like i legitimately think it's going it's probably really good but i just i just can't i can't wrap my head around a 900 hundred dollar boss amp yeah at this point like i just don't understand what's gonna be even better than they just they did so well on the uh katana mm-hmm. well and also bear in mind if you're at 900 bucks you know with a with a boss something like that you're now competing with a deluxe reverb reissue yeah mm-hmm. and like the industry standard stuff at that point yeah whereas before it was like oh you could either get this or you could get um what's the really cheap fender tube amp blues Juniors. blues juniors yeah junior and you're sitting there going well look at all the features it can be quiet you know it's more reliable it's lighter you know you had all those things where you're like oh this actually like you know if, if i had the chance choice between a katana 50 and a hot rod deluxe chances are i'm going to actually pick the katana 50 as a starting guitar amp you know or a or a blues junior so at 900 bucks so i'm like all right i could have this or i could do a deluxe reverb or even maybe like the, that what what whatever the um the solid state ones are called um tone master yeah those are sweet yeah they're sweet but they're also too expensive for what they are um because i actually think i think the tone masters should be about eight to nine hundred bucks i don't think they should be twelve hundred bucks oh no we can argue not. over technology and the price of doing stuff yeah but i'm just saying where market demand is um yeah it just it doesn't sit well anyway anyway i've talked too much about amps speaking of cheap stuff being put out um epiphone launches two new inspired by gibson es guitars i want this hard no i don't like it i want it hard i don't like the dot inlays sorry a 335 dot is a staple i don't care i mean i know you want block inlays but like that's a thing already and i'm pretty sure there isn't there a version with blocks that's a little more expensive yeah Yeah. the figured model has block inlays so if you want the figured wood top you get blocks okay sounds good to me and it costs 50 bucks (laughs) more that's it a hundred dollars more uh the s335 is 550 oh no it is 335 figured is oh, okay never mind bucks. never mind i was looking at the 339 whoops uh the 339 is cheaper than the 335 yeah how did i, That's I expect them to be the same more. price to be honest with you raspberry tea burst is the color why don't <sighs> Uh, well, the sites. Yeah, so first stupid. off, 339 comes in Pelham Blue. Yeah, but it's got dots. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you also look hard enough, I, I know there was there's rumors going around that there's one of these in the uh, olive 
finished yeah, like, like the, the Chris uh, yeah. mm-hmm. um i was just watching anderton's demo of their casino and the riviera models where they're actually doing a satin finish instead of a gloss and they just look so good and they sound really good and so if they play really good these are just going to do so well so i really want to like go to chicago music exchange and play through all these they're just not on the floor yet do you keep calling every day you're like hey no, I'm, just, I'm just looking on their website but like, yeah. no scott we don't have them on the floor yet hey it's me well so i mean the annoying thing is like because of covid i have to make a reservation to go um, yeah that's interesting um so i'm kind of waiting until there's a few things including this next thing on the floor where epiphone has announced the hummingbird j45 and the j200 inspired by gibson series which yes epiphone has had these models before but they've been laminate bodies and sides and so they were inspired by gibson at that point no they had yeah. they, they were called the hummingbird pro i think was the model name hmm. sounds right and so uh these are going up into the 800 dollar price market but and they'll have the kalamazoo style headstocks now uh but uh yeah they're going all hardwood still foreign made and featuring fishman sonic core um under saddle pickups with preamps i like that j200 so much you love that, that bridge. swirly bridge yeah i love that bridge yeah that I, sound that looks like it'll be like a booming sound guitar like a real nice deep sound well i mean um, the cool thing about uh jumbos is you can hit them really hard because you have a bigger top to move I mean that's that's that whole thing of like the bigger the guitar the more energy it takes to actually get the guitar going but the guitar winds up being louder so parlor guitars are fun because they pick up really light picking and nuance and they wind up being quiet Mm -hmm. jumbos go whale on them you know um they also have a 12 string hummingbird um at the end of the day it really comes down to playability on these things um uh, I think if you're really looking for something to compete with a Taylor or uh, like a high-end Martin or something like that, or like an actual Gibson, you're going to be looking at swapping out that um, under saddle pickup. But yeah, that's not as crazy of a thing to do these days with like the LR bag systems. So this could this could really be a thing. I could see these becoming a bit of the. Like J45s and Hummingbirds are actually really popular singer-songwriter guitars already. So I could see this becoming a new praise and worship, the the Takamini of the praise, or the Seagull of the praise and worship world is these things. Well, one of the things is too, is that, I mean, Epiphone used to be really well known for their acoustics. Like that was definitely a big thing. I mean, Paul McCartney still uses an Epiphone from way back when. Yeah, but that was like, that was actually like Kalamazoo made Epiphone, right? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. they're getting back towards that. Yeah, I mean, uh, there was a thread in 60 Cycle Hum about what about the Inspired by Epiphone lines and talking about how, you know, you had the Coronet, the Wilshires, the Century. You have all these really cool Epiphone things before Gibson bought them over. And I forgot what year Gibson bought them over, but it was in the 50s or 60s. Um they're, they're, they have a lot of cool designs in their own right. Yeah. For sure. So, 
So yeah, I, I think these are going to be really good and they're coming in in a, in a price bracket that has a lot of room for competition right now. Yeah. Cause like, remember when like well, the, the Martin DM was like your best option for a while there. And then the Taylor one series is now in there. Um, well, I mean, and you the got PRS parlors that just came out are in that price bracket oh, or you had a lot of people staying at home and they're wanting to get something a little bit nicer to mess with and record with. Mm-hmm. And th- these will be great for that. Yeah, this is a great second acoustic guitar. They are not your first guitar price point. No. That's your $300 Yamaha. Yeah, that's like your second or your backup, you know. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Brad Paisley's teaming up with Fender for a signature Esquire guitar, which is the same as his other signature guitar pretty much, except for it's darker and with one less pickup. Well, not really. Actually. So I remember remember a few months ago we talked about the secret agent pickup that sits beneath the pickguard. Oh yeah. So it does have the same amount of pickups. Yeah, that's that's on this. So it's it's uh I guess what if it sounds good, what's nice about it is not having the pickup there so you have more strumming space available, but I don't really hit my pickups that much. I don't either. I think it's I think it's kind of weird. Like, I wonder how that affects the sound. I couldn't imagine that sounding great being under the pick the pick guard. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I will say I think I like this blue more than the the sparkle silver that was on yes. his original. Um, if I remember right, his old one actually has a, a laminate body where there's like a sandwiched material in the middle of it. Hmm. Am I just completely off there? I think there was something like that. So it's the body's a little no damped, if I remember right, by doing that. Um, hmm. It had a unique neck, if I remember right, too. It had a. It's uh, like a baseball. It was a pretty thick neck. But it was asymmetrical, if I remember right. Was it? What? Is, are you sure that's not a dream you had last night? <laughs> no. Okay. No, I remember it being a nice. It had a unique neck shape. That was part of the, the draw of the the first Brad Paisley. Uh, I think I do remember it being weird, but I couldn't tell you what it is. Yeah. Yeah. See, CDS. That's all the proof I needed. Uh, this okay. says it's a V. Like, is that just? Is that non? Well, this is for this one. Is that not a standard? Thing? Uh, a V shaped neck is never a standard shape. Okay. But. Uh, Let's see. What uh, symbol is that? Is that that's pounds, right? No price. Yes. All right. So about sixteen hundred dollars. And is that that's made in Mexico still, right? I I swear to God, if that's made in Mexico and it's sixteen hundred dollars, I'm be really upset. I think it is. Damn it, Fender! Why do you think you put Brad Paisley? It's like you put Brad Paisley's name on it, and it goes up a thousand dollars. Well, I mean, an American Standard or whatever it's called now, uh, the American the Mexican is uh, like, um, the that's like the price point of the American Standard stuff too. So it's just like, yeah, that's uh, ridiculous. Well, the Troy Van Leeuwen's up there in that price too. Nope, still ridiculous. 
I don't think I was happy with that price either. Yeah. So V-shaped neck with a nine and a half is actually kind of a unique combination because aren't most V-shaped necks a seven and a quarter radius? My way off. I don't pay. I don't pay enough attention to stats like that. I'll be honest with you. No, you don't have that on your playing cards. No. Okay. On my flashcards. Yeah. No, I don't have that. Sorry. Okay. Uh, ba, 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 ba. Yeah, I think we talked enough about this. If you're into Brad Paisley, well, no. you're all over this. If you're not, you're probably like, no. Meh. Yeah. All right. So for our topic this week, Scott, why don't you try to explain to me what our topic is? Uh, <laughs> I don't think we really have a topic. I well, just you threw put this in a... there. I, I threw it in there of news to talk about. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> so we, we, even... we talked about this of, do we actually want to promote this or not? Because the, because you know, we're the wokest guitar podcast on the market. We right? definitely are not. Yeah. I can think of like two other ones. <laughs> I can definitely think of a few that are more woke than we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, all right. So I think that's good. All right. So I think like the big thing for me on this, that's more relevant right now is, so there's been a resurgence of uh, Mike Fuller talking about um, how he was snubbed out of the reverb.com movie or something along those lines. Not really sure because it's very, um, we're listening to Mike, what Mike Fuller really said. And that's always kind of tough, but he's also been right about things before, which is kind of crazy. Um, yeah. It's this but, interesting thing. Cause like, it seems like Mike Fuller tries to get ahead of the new cycle sometimes. Yeah. And he's actually pretty decent at it as we saw with him and guitar center. So there was the, and she might put some stuff out that was deemed racist uh, or I mean, insensitive. And in that, Guitar Center put out an announcement saying we no longer do business with Mike Fuller, which it was heavily implied by the way the statement was put out and how completely just um, the timing made it seem like that Guitar they, Center cut ties with Mike Fuller because point, of his yeah. statements. Right. Which is not true because Mike Fuller actually said that he stopped doing business and cut ties with Guitar Center because they were not paying him. And then recently yeah. it's been announced that guitar center is filing for bankruptcy yet again and so therefore it makes mike fuller i mean he was probably right about that statement um by the way that all this stuff is fully conjecture at this point neither are confirming or denying it's just two pieces of information aligning right but, um i so, want to find mike fuller's actual statement because i don't on, on like the pedal movie Yes. Do you have it? Uh, I Here probably it have updates it. on it because I commented on it on that 60 cycle hum post. Well, I've got this. This is the 60 cycle hum post. And this is Full Tones post, which is a picture of. Um, is that Mike Fuller? Or is that uh, the guitar, other guitar player? Not Brad Paisley, but Keith Urban? I can't tell. Mike Fuller looks like a lot, a lot like Keith Urban then. Um, all right, so it says, regarding the upcoming Reverb.com movie, I wanted to address this in advance so that you all get the real story. Um, and once again, just because you're the first one to say it does not make the story real. Just throwing that out there. I was slated to be featured in this movie. The segment was already shot, including a little performance of me playing a tube tape echo in stereo between a couple of little fenders. All was fine. 
But then Colin at Reverb.com decided to suspend my account and ban the sale of new full-time products on Reverb.com. Is that even legal? Question mark. By the company, they can decide who sells on their platform or not, but whatever. Mm. He said it was for... He can sue if he wants and see what actually is legal. I wouldn't... I mean... Because you could argue that Reverb's so big that you could actually create an anti-competitive case against them. Mm. He said it was for things that they think I posted on Facebook, meaning something that did not even happen on their site and therefore could not have violated any of their terms of service. Fascinating, this cancel culture. So I decided to exercise my option not to be involved in their project. You're welcome to contact Reverb. Welcome to your... All right, you're welcome to contact Reverb. Welcome to verify any of this. Should be an interesting, quote, origins of the boutique pedal world, unquote, section in the movie without full tone, a little revision of history. So a couple things that, like, make me, make my eye twitch on this statement is he uses a lot of um, right-wing phrases. Uh, the mention of cancel culture, which I know is a thing, but like to blame it on that is a, a very common right wing thing. And also revision of history or like changing history has been a big thing, um, especially with regards to like the Confederate flag and everything. So this is just really weird. Um, and it's funny because he's talking about uh how it's going to be interesting to do the movie without him. He's the one that pulled his thing. But even then, when they did the interview, I'm assuming that they like have. Is there a way that they could still put it out? Does he have the right to just say, no, you can't use me anymore? No idea. Is he going to pull a 60 minutes where he just has an iPhone recording of it and he just releases it on his Facebook earlier? I don't know. I don't know. You know, like. It's, it's just interesting all the things going on in this one because i mean there's as you were saying there's like there's there's a few things to hang your hang up on right um yeah and so there's there's jumping on current societal crises uh there's also the whole well i'm canceling them so they don't cancel me kind of thing there's also straight up giving a dude's email address out and blaming him on it yeah i mean that's I, I will continue to say, I don't think that's okay, but it's also a work email address. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's kind of a, that was a, that was a, that was an odd move. So there's like, so he has a, like a personal fight with an individual at reverb. It seems like that, like he holds one individual to blame for it. Um, which I, I doubt is the case that that had to have been a group decision to keep Mike Fuller off of things. Even if he did get in a fight with like, maybe that reverb employee over it i don't know there's something going on there um can i share one of my favorite comments from that sure because <laughs> <laughs> it's great this person posted i'm just now hearing about this can someone tell me what was said i don't own any full-tone pedals yet and previously purchased a large portion of my gear on reverb it sounds like reverb might be dead to me but want more of the story what a bad decision, Reverb. Hashtag Trump 2020. It also sounds like all my future pedals will be full tone pedals. And, and, and what's the date on that again? It was uh, <laughs> November. Uh, like, what? like tw- 21st, 22nd, 23rd. It was like the past couple days. 
and someone don't, don't let with. him know what's going on in the news he goes if you're just <laughs> he goes if you're just now hearing about this i have some news about the election dude <laughs> 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 it's the greatest response ever just, oh. <laughs> i feel like um oh wait did i i didn't send that to you guys i got this really cool picture i'm sending to the group chat but yeah i mean it you gotta love yeah i saw that one um it's a parlor guitar sorry uh, <laughs> all right um, um anywho yeah it's just it's it, it's funny the um the teaming stuff again this whole tribal thing of like oh well i can't I mean, we, there's been equal amounts of, oh, I'll never buy pedals from so-and-so because of beliefs of so-and-so. And then there's the I other. So none of us are in line to buy a Mega Drive right now uh, from, uh, uh, what's his name? Green Child Effects. Yeah. And Diaz, you're, you're still forbidden from starting another Instagram. I'm not. I, I already la- listened. Last time we almost lost a friendship. I'm, like, I'm good. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not doing it ever again. I promise. Oh. I don't know. I don't even. I don't even have a copy of that picture. Okay. Sorry. I I'm still remember being like, dude. I thought that was so funny, but at the same time, I was like, <laughs> do it as you. <laughs> You're like, I'm so mad. If you, if you just posted <laughs> that as Diaz, I would have thought that was the funniest thing ever. Uh, well, anyway, all right, too bad. All right, moving moving forward. Uh, yeah, um, I mean, but a lot of, th- I think there just comes to be a point where uh, people should just be wiser with their, like, I don't know. Like, uh, I told the story. I don't know if I told the story, but how uh, a rel- well, a relative by marriage of mine. Uh, included me in a Trump tweet or a Trump text. It wasn't, it wasn't really a Trump. It was more like a conspiracy theory text. And like, I caused a whole bunch of drama. Um, and he got mad because he had business people in that. And like, you know what? Keep, I would keep business and politics uh, away from each other. Separation of church and state and your business. Yeah. It's kind of weird how that stuff's starting to really kind of trickle into LinkedIn lately too. <laughs> Oh gosh, I'm not on LinkedIn. Well, I'm, I'm I am, but like I definitely am not active at all. Oh, okay, I try to I try to post on LinkedIn something relevant at least once a week. Just to really, kinda, yeah. Um, I feel that's like whitepeoplemeet.com. Well, I mean, I I use LinkedIn actually pretty heavily for like networking and sales stuff. I mean, it's how you oh, identify no, I'm players and companies, and yeah, yeah. I'm friends with Bill Gates on LinkedIn, so I've, I've got things going for me. Are you connected, or do you just follow him? I don't. Uh, he's he's my friend. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I follow whatever he says. Do you want me to get the shot or not? I'll put the chip in my body, Bill. I don't care. <laughs> sure. Have you followed the effects loop on LinkedIn yet? That's still a thing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you log into that one once a week? <laughs> uh, I get a... I get a note once in a while, like, "Hey, we found a great spot to put the effects loop." Yeah, uh, we found a great location for this business page, of which uh, I'm looking at the stats right now. Uh, I still have like three items to finish the profile: zero oh unique visitors for the week, zero new <laughs> followers. That's awesome. I love that it exists and has no interaction whatsoever. Oh, it has three followers. 
That's fantastic. You, me, and Chris. <laughs> oh, oh, I did follow it. That's fantastic. Uh, but it horrible. also says you work at Burger King on your... Uh, oh, yeah. That's the last time I updated that was whenever I was like looking for a new job. Hmm. Yep. All right. So, well, I feel like that was just us talking about crap that's going on. Um, uh, so yeah. we never actually got back to the original thing, which was John Cruz is starting his own guitar line, oh, yeah. which is no shit that's happening. Did I just swear for the first time on the podcast? I think I just did. I think you might have. Yeah. Neat. Was that a bingo square? Maybe. Um, oh my gosh. That's that's like the ultimate bingo square. That's where you, yeah, automatically like you win the whole game. That's <laughs> automatic bingo for everyone. Um, Congratulations. You're all winners this week. Yeah. yeah. First person to message me gets uh, some free stickers. Enjoy your and stickers, Ben Fair. Um, yeah, yeah really. <laughs> <laughs> before Since, the uh, before episodes even released, we just get great episode, guys. Yeah, yeah, he's the only person that listened to it early. I think Except for there was that one week that I was trash, and he was just like, "You guys can do better than." Me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Yeah. So, uh, what's the name of the guitar line? Cruise guitars, something like that. Yeah, John Cruise custom deep. guitars. I mean, it's it's him. It's going to be him making strats for a while. Because that's what he's, I mean, he was a master builder at Fender. Um, and he got let go after some, or had a, had a conscious uncoupling with uh, Fender uh, yeah. over a controversial Facebook post that Diaz, I think you found, uh, yes. which was in bad taste. Uh, now, I'm sure he's, you know, uh, I don't know. I don't know. He got outed by somebody. There's all this stuff in it. Uh, but yeah, they announced a promo video there. I assume there might be some guitars finally coming out. I would, so I would sounding. bet it's he has easy. some type of a uh, uh, non-compete agreement that probably just ran out or something. Yeah. Has it been a year? Yeah, it was probably like one year you can't compete with us. Well, at this point, it would be six months Oh, has it really only been six months? Uh, I thought George Floyd, because this was right when George Floyd died. I thought that was in June. Do that I have that wrong in my head? Right. I don't know. The music won't stop. I can't get the ad to stop. He died in May 25. So tomorrow huh. would be six months on the day. Huh, that's weird. Maybe they didn't have a non-compete. Yeah. Well, good luck, John Cruz. That's all I got for you. What's it? Who's the? Was it? Who's the other Fender Custom Shop guy that just keeps getting in trouble? Kelton something. Oh, that's well. He's not Fender Custom Shop. He's just a tool. Kelton Swade. Wasn't he with Fender Custom Shop before he went off on his own? I don't. I don't know. He's an idiot, though. He blocked me finally. <laughs> He got on one of my posts and we just ripped his butt a new one. <laughs> he ended up he ended up blocking me because he was he was going total Trump, and and what did we lose him? I think we just lost Diaz. Oh, such a good time too. Yeah, I, I mean that story is really needed for further 
just exacerbating how people already feel right now. Um, yeah, should we just should we just steer it home? Let's just steer it home. as well, because who um, knows when we'll get back. Yeah, so now I need to read things that I never do the outro well. Um, actually, wrap up the conversation. Be nicer to people. Yeah. Stop arguing online. You can, you can believe your stuff. Just don't be a jerk about it, and you won't. Bad stuff won't happen to you. Just stop with the crap. Um, and that's not a threat. That's just simply a you know, if you're abrasive, people are not going to like you. That's just how the world works. Um, anyway. So, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, there is a bunch of places you can find us on Facebook. You can join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash the effects loop. All one word, no spaces. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at the effects loop, no spaces there as well. You can find our YouTube. We are at 68 followers. You can be <laughs> the 69th follower. Think about that. Nice. Yeah. Um, honestly, tone jerks. That should be you guys. It really should. Yeah. Get it done. Um, we'll send you stickers too. Yeah. If you want to interact with us, uh, <laughs> we also have the effects loop at gmail.com. We have our Patreon, which I don't know the address. I assume it's patreon.com slash the effects loop. Or, yeah, or just throw it into their search thing and we should be the only one to come up. Yeah. Um, so, a final final shout for Stringjoy. Go sign up for their newsletter, check out their products, buy their strings. They're worth it. They last twice as long as normal strings. Um, so they wind up being a better deal. Um, and they sound and play fantastic. Mm -hmm. uh, with that, uh, thanks for joining us. I've been Scott. Uh, I've been Chris. All right. And Diaz and is somewhere. Diaz's <laughs> internet crash. She just texted me. Uh, so uh, pray for Diaz, help him find loose change so he can buy another quarter in his modem and let it run for another hour. <laughs> All right. Take care, guys. Bye.
dictionary Why is negativity always drawn out? Picture every visualized love Energized lies together, together We undefeated A plan to make well, there's no gloves needed When we weed into the mindset of achieving And believing in a community that remains happy Then the actor, the world should be one Hate annihilated, every heart is one Love again, so Don't bother me